0: hey welcome to x garage again we are diving into the crazy, crazy world of worldviews world with the christian, christian worldview. worldview we didn't even practice that mm-hmm. that no. was
1: amazing and no, we only had one preposition off wow that, with and from ah. from with Actually, it was great, though. I didn't notice it, but now you just disappoint me. No, that was fine. That was great. Actually, we showed how, um, you know, prepositions can do many things. Okay. I believe Uh, in
0: many prepositions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, good start. So let's go back to our top ten of... uh, Oh, yes. Yeah. So we're at number five. Uh, And what? How many are we doing? Five? I think three. Go go down to episode three. Yeah, five, four, three. Five, four, three. (laughs) Cool. Uh, So number five is Book of Shadows.
0: What's a book of shadows, man? Oh, I think we're gonna talk about it, right. <laughs> yeah, no? we are. We should. Uh, I think. <laughs> Go for it. So, book of shadows. Well, initially, this is something that uh, Gerald Gardner uh, created um, as kind of like a manual for uh, his his practice um, and and so forth and some of experience and, and all that. Um, but now, what this uh, idea is utilized as is every which in a sense is just kind of like a a journal of practice for individual witches and so it's encouraged for Wiccans and for witches at large um, use this uh, as a uh well a diary for spells and uh for Wiccans in particular because it's such an experiential uh religion uh they encourage to write things just about life in general kind of in the practice and in the tradition so you can write the spells but you can also write like my cat did something funny today and that made
1: me think of something or you know something along those lines personal devotional right about your journey really your journey in life that's one thing i think that's the way that uh dia sabin put it uh but yeah that's good okay we'll talk more about that i'm sure uh so the book of Shadows is really really important that's why it's on the list uh Mm -hmm. not not because it's so much humorous uh, though. i'm sure what's written in some of those journals are pretty fun uh threefold law uh the threefold law we're going to talk about right after this uh are coming right up uh which is basically whatever you do will come back at you threefold yep whether that's good or bad if you do a good action then it's going
0: to come back you three times Mm -hmm. and if you do a bad action that's going to come back at you three times so um in in a very uh i want to say legalistic sense like uh, every everything that you do has to come like uh, you you kind of live this narrow line of uh, realizing that that karma times three yeah. is going to come it's back quite at the you rule. in yeah. fact
1: I, I think i'm going to bring it up now because i might forget and i'll keep it short but i'd love to see if uh uh again keeping your belief in line with your practice if that's the case and, and this law is grounded in divinity because this is a principle over all things so this has mm-hmm. to be at some level grounded somewhere so mm-hmm. we're going to ground it in divinity that if that's the case and we should mimic that in our own court systems if you steal a candy hmm. bar three times threefold on you i would not want the uh, wiccan justice system and no, i don't think they would want it either that's i think an inconsistent part of their practice um
0: that's that's a really, that's <laughs> a really
1: good point shoot yeah oh my gosh yeah if, yeah. if, uh, if they're if, being consistent
0: if you're being consistent you you, you should take the the sp- spiritual legal practices and in, if, in if, if that's what justice is then you have to apply that at the court level
1: and they believe it. they believe that this is fundamentally a principle to life and yeah. if that's the case why is this not something they fight for in judicial systems mm-hmm. okay you 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 i mean how do you even how do you even gauge threefold oh i took the uh i stole a, uh the neighbor's broom um didn't give it back what's what's the threefold punishment on that jake uh, well, i wonder the thing about the death penalty Like, yeah, you know, especially if if you killed someone, how do you get threefold for that? Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, break uh, each limb and then, and then break each limb, (laughs) uh, then pull their teeth out and then kill them to torture, then death. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So again, I, I am almost certain not a single Wiccan would agree to their own uh, threefold law when it comes to reality, but they like it when it's in the abstract and it's not really applying except for bringing about a lot of superstitions mm-hmm. they have a lot of superstitions that flow out of that idea right like, what if i what i just did is gonna it was bad on that person and it's gonna bring back this judgment on me and i think that's again a part of the uh, well let's go to yep. ethics yeah let's go ethics subjective morality
0: uh one of the empowering but terrifying things about wicca is that a wiccan has to determine what ethics uh to follow for him or himself Hmm. And that looks like it came from Thea.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? Um,
0: I, I do think it's right that it's terrifying. I mean... Uh, <laughs> um, but this, this is where a lot of worldviews place you. And like, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure where you're able to draw the line and say slavery was wrong because it just is wrong.
1: There's
0: mm-hmm. um, no way to objectively claim anything at this point. Right. So uh, I'm not sure how you... How you, how you are able to draw uh, moral lines and, and act indignantly about something. No, um, it's just like, oh, well, you you do you. Even if, if it if it you harms you, somebody boo. and you're okay with that, you do you boo. <laughs> yeah. and I, I know I know that like in, individually, you know, I, I I'm sure that uh, Wiccans would have a problem with it. Like, yeah, I really don't like that, or I really don't like treating people that way, and that's fine. Like, you can have your own opinions, but how do you take the moral concepts in your in your own mind and get that to the other person that's that's the issue here because if you if there's no absolute moral grounds for anything then how how are you actually making that jump there's not any way to do that
1: yeah yeah and i think sometimes we'll say well the group says so or something like that well so that's still that's still subjective mm-hmm. you could have a group like again that the prime example again is uh, nazi germany mm-hmm. right uh, that was a group of people very large group had a set agenda it was wrong Yep. Um So that's not the way you that's not how you do it. Yep. Uh, uh The Wiccan read. What is that? So it is just those uh, seven words or six words or whatever. And it harm none. Do as you will. Again, this is very similar to Crowley's deal. Um, act according to your will. Uh, acting according to your will uh, puts one in harmony with deity and those who also act according to their will to and, and others who act according to their will. Mm-hmm. So basically, as you live your life according to you, as you look inside yourself and find out your desires, live those out. You're going to be in harmony with deity because, again, you are deity. Um, and then those who are also doing the same thing, living according to their own desires, are going to be in line with deity. And your lives are going to be uh, just in one, one happy uh, unity. Um, and really, this is, again it goes to that idea that judges do us right in your own eyes, uh, which, again, yep. the scripture would call is actually the root cause of much destruction brokenness, civil, um, awry, as you even see at the time of the judges, Mm -hmm. Uh, you see that within cultures. Uh, This is, uh, I think, a a sad yet guised as though it looks good, you know, do Mm -hmm. harm to none, right? Uh, Do as you will. Actually, in in our notes, I, I wrote this morning, and just a contrast is this is really their two commandments. Harm none, do what you will. Jesus' two commandments were, love God, love neighbor. Uh, Augustine, a great um, theologian um, uh, he he made it very clear that love God, Augustine Augustine we we talked about this no, no, the librarian said
0: Augustine no, but, but I'm saying it's Augustine
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, Augustine. Al- Augustine. Augustine. <laughs> is that the? Uh, uh, that's either German or that's uh, Schwarzenegger. Uh, I don't know. Uh, either way, it's. I'd like to read some Augustine. <laughs> um, so you confused me there because I was in a deep thought, and now I lost it, Jake. The snake. He is uh, two, the snake. Two, two commandments. You were uh, talking about the two
0: commandments of Christ, two commandments of Wiccan, and then you talked about it. Augustine.
1: Yes. Um, that oh yeah, so Augustine, he. Um, Um, he said love God and do what you will Mm -hmm. this was way before these other a lot of these ideas So a lot of these ideas actually I would argue came from the biblical teachings even back in old covenant israel To love God and love your neighbor and has just been distorted to putting yourself as the centerpiece Do it whatever you want as long as you don't harm other people and so this is really according to scripture the very teaching of the antichrist the very teaching of the fallen flesh and Jesus' teaching actually would ground a morality because if you're called to love God first, or love God, you will then love your brother, your neighbor, your family, yeah. your sister, your brother properly. And I think this this so is something so close. That, yeah. They're so close, but so far away. Yep, uh, polar opposites. Actually, I, I would.
0: I think this is something that people have a hard time understanding about um, Christian ethics. Is that um, when we're talking about uh, the self, like the the love of self is something that we are, are warned about. And so, mm-hmm. uh, at, like, at the end of days, uh, there will be lovers of self. Like, that is kind of a...
1: Well, yeah, and I think it is, is and, and then also they get confused because they say, well, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. Well, you can't have a proper lover self unless you're under, un- unless you have been grown in the in the knowledge of God to where you actually understand who you are as a human being to mm-hmm. begin with so really love has to start yeah. with god we, we have to understand ourselves as
0: creatures and if we don't if we, if we see ourselves as ultimately divine we're not going to have a proper understanding of love in the first place to mm-hmm. be able to bequeath that onto others
1: and that's another thing is a philosophic conversation what is love mm-hmm. um how do you define love Baby, don't and hurt I me think, yeah yeah baby don't hurt me um no mo <laughs> but what if my will says that the best thing to do for you is to hurt you right um, because that is actually something you need and you just don't understand, yeah like at some <laughs> level they could there's no there's no fixed objective moral grounding for even the idea of life I, this a terrible example what i my 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 brain goes to Rapunzel, right.
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, is that the breadcrumb story? No, <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I don't <laughs> read much fiction. That's the one in the tower. Um, okay. So oh yeah, think, yeah. With the long so, hair? yeah, with the long hair. Yeah. So the the mother who I think is maybe a witch or something like that mm-hmm. uh, keeps her up in the towers, kind of under the guise of this is for your own good. I'm doing this to protect you. Um, in her mind, keeping Rapunzel up in the tower is a good thing. Like that. That yes. to her is most loving moral. thing you can do more most loving thing is you can trap your your child up in a tower never to see the world that is love yep how do you argue against that in a, in a wicked worldview because i think they would they'd rather not be trapped up in a tower or advise that someone else would do that yeah. to their children but
1: one was living according to their will that's one with the universe and the divine and their will told them to do that who are you to argue with their will are you not in sync with the universe or is your will in sync with the universe and the other person's isn't? Right. Whose is? Oh, it's competing? The very system itself creates division. Right. And destruction. Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah. Let's drop into magic.
0: Yeah, magic. Magic. Uh, I think it's important to note that this is uh, more often than not spelled with a K, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Could you spell that? Uh, M-A- Is it with C-K or is it just K? CK yeah, okay. that's what you had on the other dog. Okay. I put it somewhere on here. Well, uh,
0: either way, this is something that it's was uh, started, Boom. I believe, by uh, Aleister Crowley um, to distinguish magic, uh, the practice of magic, from the stage magicians that do it for show. Um, hmm. So they, they, yeah, they that's right. make a spelling difference to distinguish. There, there are differences. Yeah, we're not. Th- they're doing. Right. <laughs> Uh, but magic is the channeling of energy whether from the earth deity or self into reality for the purpose of conforming reality to do whatever you desire or will for the wiccan self-empowerment growth pleasure monetary success job home friends uh manifesting personal powers and divinity within uh, I, I would go to mention that um i have a wiccan say that while a lot of them start uh witchcraft to uh pursue monetary gain um they find out later in their practice that what they really want is inner peace which i I found interesting when i was listening maybe he wasn't awakened but he was in witchcraft um so that to say i think that they they don't necessarily see this as a a necessarily selfish thing to pursue because you can pursue quote-unquote good things through it that aren't just there for selfish reasons um I I think it still boils down to selfishly as being pursued
1: Mm -hmm.
0: either way. Yeah. Um, But I I can see how in the the unbelieving worldview.
1: This this comes down to like how do you define selfishness? And biblically, which I think is the only way of defining selfishness, is living your life according to your own desires rather than living your life according to your creator's desires. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything that's living, anyone who lives their life according to their own desires is selfish by nature. And everything right. you do is built on that foundation, which in time will be, the storm will come and blow you over because you built your house on the sand. Right. Right? Uh, Christ came. He's the rock, the foundation of life. And if you built your, your heart, this is the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. according to scripture. So if that's not your foundation, everything you do is selfish. That Even even down to the point of loving your child, you're loving that child really well, but how are you loving? I mean, it's, it's, it's always out of... This idea that it is for me, by me, and and you could do virtuous things. Jesus said, even you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the idea. So that's how we would define selfishness, is it's living your life according to your own desires, which mm-hmm. by statement is their very anthem, mm-hmm. not to be confused with their sword. Right. Um, <laughs> it is their marching uh, flag, mm-hmm. is by definition what Scripture calls selfish ambition and and we'll see that james calls that demonic yep james chapter three
0: yep <laughs> um so crowley's definition of magic the science and art of causing change to occur in conformance with the will mm. i find that an amazing statement it really is um the, in a sense pursuing god likeness which obviously that that's kind of their their thought behind it but to become like God in that you, you have a creative power upon nature.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's the flip of scripture at all ends here. Mm -hmm. When you get into their, their actual practices and their ethics, Mm -hmm. it's everything flip of scripture. And like, this is one of those ones where instead of God being the creator who conducted and created life beautifully, according to his will, which is greater Mm -hmm. than ours. um, It's us trying to, to we're divine and we're creating things according to our will we are literally it's playing out scripture as if we are our the scripture of the, the Wicca or the witch or anyone in these types of traditions is it's the antithesis
0: of yeah, the Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even the focus on nature itself is, is antithetical to the, the Christian tradition. Right. In that like it, actually pointing out in Romans, especially mm. that, um worshiping nature as opposed to creator is a demonic act. Like it, it is yes. an evil act to, um to have that focus on nature mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. i i know that wiccans when they're they're looking at that they're thinking oh how how beautiful it is look look at this uh, like in a sense like trying to be grateful about it without realizing the gift giver right of, of the
1: nature that we are enjoying right. or, or misappropriating the gift giver as these deities made in the likeness of people right these deities that have sexual relations these deities that In fact, if you pull up the Greek gods, you got deities that fight, that war, that, I mean, you get just, just again, like Augustine's, and going back to Augustine, he wrote against this stuff in the city of God, just saying their deities are just manifestations of your own person. And, um, and so instead of looking at creation and saying it's beautiful because it exemplifies attributes of the, of the most absolute perfect God, Mm -hmm. that's the term I was looking for earlier was absolute. He's absolute. He doesn't change because he's perfect. He's the only being that can act perfectly at all times um because by nature there's there's no he's not there's no no shadow due to change as james would say he's perfect in righteousness uh, perfect in justice perfect in mm-hmm. anyway so um i think you're right they they look at nature and they see these beautiful things and then they say there's divine i think they would still say it's it's divine yeah we see the divinity in all this but it's so misappropriated because they're the ones uh, imposing what div- divinity is rather than god revealing divinity to us mm-hmm. scripture that's the beauty of scriptures it's god come to reveal himself to us
0: right now uh, and kind of going back to uh, ethics for a second when you're talking about the absolute nature of god uh in relation to the the changing nature of the divine entities in, in wiccanism again like uh, we're we're always depending on abs- some kind of absolute to make to approach reality right so you're having to depend on absolutes and whether it's mor- morality logic uh nature science and so forth we're, we're always appealing and, and holding on to absolutes and it's funny that the divine natures of uh whether it's it's nature itself or the the gods um is is always
1: kind of in a flux right mm-hmm. um yeah that's another good point mm-hmm. is that their gods are subjective yeah and so thus everything essentially subjective yeah uh, uh let's yeah. let's
0: so, just jump down to um well we had an echo yeah, here we, we, uh, yeah, wiccans yeah, also please. believe uh, also yeah. believe they can bend and use energy uh to bring about change uh which is what
1: magic is all about so that's magic is bending energy to whatever goal you want mm-hmm. and you do that through these rituals we're gonna get into right now hmm sabbat and rituals uh, sabbat so what's funny is gardner uh with the word sabbath sabbath, uh, sabbath yeah He he's again going back to his spin on like where these terms come from um he 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 totally argues that it's not from it, or, when he talks about jewish history when it comes to this term he relates mm-hmm. it back to some pagan like just not to use the word pagan in this in the sense of uh neo-paganism but mm-hmm. just in the sense of going back to non israel kind of a he takes a Jewish subgroup that is more into it seems like a witchcraft practices or something and he's he's, he's trying to find the etymological basis for this term but it's very clear that the Sabbath was just the name that the Lord revealed of rest and that uh throughout scripture it's used in this way but he tries to ground it in possibly from Jewish history but not he isn't ground it in the how it's been revealed in scripture he goes outside to some other group and he so he's but he's doing is he's tethering this idea more to practices that align with witchcraft mm-hmm. and it's just fascinating you know, how he's reinterpreting history but the clearly this is there from genesis god revealed mm-hmm. this idea of rest from genesis from the beginning of creation right um, uh, anyway that's a side note uh and then ritual so yeah, what do they think of the word sabbath so what
0: does that mean to them it d- doesn't mean rest or does it have something no
1: yeah it's just another term for the right the cel- they celebrate certain sabbaths uh where you know um uh so it's it's a sacred day for them too the week the weekend so maybe holidays. that's the parallel yeah. yeah is it's a sacred day where they have their holidays yeah they're mm-hmm. celebrating particularly this term is used with relationship to the changes of the seasons and they celebrate each one i don't, I don't remember how many there are mm-hmm. um, so purpose of ritual in general to conduct and channel energy and the purpose of sabbath is to honor the turning of the seasons oh eight points eight spokes uh sabbath uh, not only celebrates the Earth's rotation, but connects with the gods and reenacts the happenings of nature. Spring birth would be a high time for sex and sex reenactments. Again, with the chalice and the the, the um, knife, it's the sacred knife that reenacting these motions of sexual intercourse. So that's the type of things that might go on in a ritual for the uh, Sabbath. Uh, ritual is done for any purpose and any time individual for in, individual or corporate um, uh, goals uh, methods mm-hmm. methods for ritual and Sabbath practices this is where it gets fascinating um, visualization techniques grounding and shielding did you read it much on those three I, I didn't but I, yeah go ahead this is where I saw the tie to another group which we'll talk about but is uh, a big part of how they channel energy Is by doing visualization. Visualization. Mm. So whatever your goal is, say my goal is to go and be a famous uh, basketball player, or man, I want to, I want to, I want to, I don't know, I want to be the president of the United States. Um, You visualize that, um, and then you then you do what's called grounding, which is where you 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 can either you can make a circle. You don't. I don't think you necessarily have to, but circle is good because it helps keep distractions out it's like and then you create a bubble over you an energy force so anyway you ground you when you ground you're connecting yourself with the earth and you're pulling energy out of the earth into your body that energy uh you use to again make your your bubble you visualize your bubble actually i'm not sure if the grounding makes the bubble or if it's just your own energy makes the bubble either way energy makes this bubble around you so now you can concentrate and focus on your goal without distraction and channel energy toward that goal uh, and this energy, most and mostly in grounding, comes from the earth. And then, the, again, the shield is that idea of putting this bubble or some any type of thing that you can emi- envision protecting you from uh, bad energy or distractions that might get you out of your trance, mm-hmm. your visualization. Um, because during that time, it's really important that you really visualize your goal so you can impart energy toward that and then bring mm-hmm. it into reality. It's, it's funny. I, I, I hear a lot about visual,
0: visualization as... Um, a good habit for developing habits so as a so i i you know as a musician um and, and whether you're talking to uh people that do play basketball or whatever um you'll hear them talk about you utilizing visualization as a just a good practice mm-hmm. um it's, it's just it's kind of funny that like actually using pragmatic things right internally with with a, a system that may or may not
1: well, I, I, I can right. see how, actually, right. I actually... This is practical. It's, yeah. it's, it's the way that God created us to be humans. As, as we fulfill our goals, we're created to work. We're created to till. We're created to do things. We're not static beings. We, we have goals and goals are good, um, depending on what the goal is, of right. course. But per, assuming a good goal, you should focus on that. And the way to achieve that is by focus and not being distracted and putting yourself forth. Uh, but he, again, what's interesting is with these times of... Um, so the visualization process isn't mm-hmm. bad, right? But then they get into the trance work where mm-hmm. you actually are doing your visualization in, in, in a state of trance where your mind is kind of almost shut off to where you're not quite asleep, but you you almost are. You're just really relaxed and you meditate. and And in this time, you can call up gods to give you insight hmm. or empower your get more energy toward your goal. Let's go into we kind of already wore out the circle didn't we oh we did we've talked about the circle naked practices common yep. in ritual we talked about that you know yeah, we did. being naked you can get energy better and convey energy better mm-hmm. spells you handled that pretty good right uh
0: m- maybe i could i could read this yeah. really quick um this is something i believe was from the gardener book mm-hmm. um i'm gonna read this really quickly but this is just an example of a ritual um or a spell um uh the high priestess is regarded as the oh wait maybe this isn't it you know what oh no this is this is part of it um well i'm gonna start reading maybe this list will happen to be uh (laughs) the high priestess is regarded as the incarnation of the goddess the cakes and wine uh ceremony will follow in this in this ritual uh then a cauldron or some uh something uh to represent one is placed in the middle of the circle the spirit is put in and ignited uh various leaves etc are cast in then the high priest stands by it uh in the pentacle or pentagram uh right side up uh in the goddess position uh the high priest uh stands in the opposite side there's a normally a priestess and a high priest um in in each of these groups uh stands in the opposite side of the cauldron Leading the chant, uh, the others stand around the circle with uh, torches. They are lighting uh, a burning cauldron and they dance around it in the sunwise direction, uh, i.e. clockwise. Uh, the chant uh, I heard uh, was as follows, but others are sometimes used. Queen of the moon, queen of the sun, queen of the heavens, queen of the stars, queen of the waters, queen of the earth. Bring us to the child of promise. The sun, S-U-N, uh, thought of us being reborn. It is the great mother who giveth birth to him. It is the Lord of Life who is born again. Uh, Darkened terrors are set aside when the sun shall come on. Come upon early, golden uh, golden sun of the mountains, illumine the land, light up the world, illumine the seas and the rivers. Uh, sorrows be laid. Uh, joy to the world. Blessed be the great great goddess. Uh, without beginning, without end, everlasting eternity. I o Evo he. Blessed be. They danced around furiously crying, "I owe Evo, He, Blessed Be, Lo, Evo, He, Blessed Be. Or maybe it's Lo, I'm not sure. Lo, that's just, the yeah. negation in Hebrew. <laughs> uh, so maybe they just negated the whole yeah. the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to read that. It's kind of like, a, uh, this is this is an example of, of how they would read out what a ritual
1: would look like so that yeah, way somebody yeah, could that was read it and then copy it. Yeah, that's um, a good actual pattern of what goes on in the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, yeah, you can do it as a community. You can do it as an individual. As, as an individual, you can do a, a, a ritual at any time. Uh, where are we at? Uh, we're about twenty okay. minutes. Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just call it, and then we'll do our final episode on some of the tools they use, and maybe um, and then just go into some. Some, or one and two or one and two of the crazy uh, and or superstitious practices Yeah, okay. sounds good okay
0: cool well thank you for tuning in to X Garage we'll see you guys around
1: uh.